2: don't quit
0: before the miracle happens! Hey with an effective characters, three guys sitting around talking about a personal experience in recovery. Hey I'm Mike.
2: I'm Dennis. James here.
0: The <laughs> our fellowship. Today we'll be sharing our experience about building a new identity in recovery in this episode 207 of the Defective Characters Podcast. Let's go.
2: Woo Transformers, more than meets the <laughs> eye.
0: Oh, I like that. I like that. Hey, do I, I sound was... do I sound more manly today? My voice has been going in and out of being missing. So I don't, I don't know. know. <laughs> Apparently, it's. Uh, I I think I just have the worst profession for losing your voice. I think that's what it is.
2: You also so, you like to yell. You're, you get excited very easily, and that brings your voice to a high, high intensity. You think that's what it is?
1: Yeah. It could be. Maybe. I mean, you do talk a lot.
0: I do talk a lot. A lot. I will tell you. Um,
2: Sometimes I a... lose when I go on a roller coaster.
0: Right. Which is why I stopped going on roller coasters, but I haven't changed my, my profession. So I think that would be step number two. If it keeps happening, because I do like talking, I do like talking, and uh, like having uh, conversations. That's why we kind of do this podcast, right?
2: Yeah, I don't think Dennis likes talking so much. Have you seen his latest
1: YouTube videos? No, did he not talk at all in them? <laughs> I'm not good at talking, and I don't like talking. If I'm not like talking to you guys on this podcast, like I can go like most of a day without saying a word. Really. He goes yeah. up to
2: his little parrot. He's like, hi, parrot. How are you today? <laughs> oh, that's good. Oh, you want You want some seeds? <laughs> okay.
1: <laughs> it's just... I'm, I'm working on it. Like my, I think my last episode and the one that releases today, I do a little bit better, but I'm definitely not a public speaker.
2: Hey, you're getting out there and you're doing what you love. So I think that's amazing. And Props
0: really. to you, Dennis. And I think
2: all YouTubers, when they start out – you know, they don't start out like the best unless they have a whole team behind them.
1: No, it's true. Like, yeah. for the most part, it's weird, you know, like you're playing a video game, which you normally silent with, right? Yeah. And then, then now you got to talk to someone who's not there. You're alone in your room, like playing a video game, talking to someone that's not there. It's a very strange thing to get used to. Have you ever thought about recording everything and then going back and adding
2: commentary?
1: Uh, I have experimented with that a little bit, but just because of like my setup with the computer and stuff, I can't really record separately. Gotcha. You know, so I got to be recording the video and the audio at the same time. Understood. Multitasking. I will say, Dennis,
0: you do a pretty good job at multitasking.
2: Yeah. Oh, and Dennis, you're invited to Halloween Horror Nights tonight.
1: I appreciate it. I heard you're going with our friend uh, Mike from Pennsylvania.
2: Yeah, he is invited. I also invited our good friend Mike W.
0: Yeah. Unfortunately, I think it would scare the bejesus out of Olivia.
2: That's
1: the only reason. <laughs> Don't you dare take Olivia. <laughs> no, yeah. she'll have It's like, all promise. right,
0: let's go into this house where people died. God, no. Just see what Dad. happens.
1: She'd have nightmares for years. I would lose custody. I would lose <laughs> custody is what would happen. Yeah.
0: I should. I should lose custody. Any parent that in whatever, I really don't care. I. If your child is five or under and you think it's an okay thing to show them people getting murdered uh, in movies, you should get your head examined. I think, I think so. Yeah. And I, I will say to back up two years ago, Olivia did see that stuff, but she also wasn't paying attention. <laughs> so, like, I'd be watching those movies, but like at two, you know, your brain's still like, you know, mush. You still get a mushy brain, but at the age of like four and five, you're watching every single thing. So maybe don't do it. Yep. Yay. Yeah. La- the last seven days. Thanks for asking, Dennis. Um, you're welcome. When- Went pretty good. I'm still, uh, the big thing that's on my mind right now is still my, uh, my mother that I think we, I think we talked about on the the podcast, but if not uh, behind the scenes, she found out a month ago that she had a tumor on her esophagus Wow! and she, so it's, I'm probably going to butcher this name. It's like esophageal. Uh, cancer on the esophagus and in a week so a week from uh, technically yesterday is when she will find out what stage it is and what she can do um unfortunately a lot of the doom and gloom and the isms that i came into the program with i got from my mother's outlook when it comes to bad things happen she she sits in it and she's convinced at this point, And she told me last week that she researched. And if she has anything stage two or three, she's not going, or worse, she's not going to do any treatment because she wants to live a good life. And even if it's only two years, she doesn't want to live 15 years and to not have a voice or a, a, her voice box removed or any of that stuff. Um, wow. And. So it's, you know, it's her decision in the back of my head. I'm like, well, she could also be doing this because she wants attention as bad as that sounds. Sometimes people will say things and I've been, I've been guilty in the past of sometimes saying things just to try to get a reaction. So that way people take pity or try to talk you out of something. And, uh, I don't think in my program I'm supposed to do that. I'm supposed to be there, uh, love and service. So if she wants to do that or say that she wants to do that, I being in Florida and her being in Massachusetts, I have no right to tell somebody how to live their life. It's just to accept it and to be there and love and care for whatever she decides she wants to do. Yeah. But that was was a big thing this week. So I'm just praying that, uh, I don't know. I'm I guess I'm praying that either that that is true, that she is just doing this to get a reaction or that it's not a stage where she wants to just give up, you know, because she's just starting a relationship with uh, my fiance, Becky's boys, and they they absolutely love having a relationship with her. So I don't want it snuffed out this early you know, so that's that's what I'm, uh, you know, and I'm grateful that the, the program has taught me to keep my side of the street clean to, you know, already the the relationship I have with my mother nine years in sobriety um, is way better than it was, you know, for sure. And it went through ebbs and flows. You know, it's not like instantly it was great when I made amends teaches me how to actually have a great relationship with her, you know, and to actually have those boundaries and know what I need to do to uh, stay in the most use for other people, you know, so that way I can be there for the people that I love. So that's it. But that was the last week. And uh, tomorrow I'm celebrating nine years in sobriety. So it's uh, it's pretty, pretty great. This, this time of year, it used to be, it used to be sad because i would remember the last days of my drinking but now you know so many years i don't even i don't even think back to that i don't think how sad it is that i treated people a certain way because it's been so long since i have the people that have forgiven me or are in my life today the relationships just much better like i just said than it was in the past so yeah grateful for that
2: yeah 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 i'll go I- I'm so happy for you. I I forget that you have three more years of sobriety than Dennis and I. And that's why you're so much smarter and better at life. And uh, one day I hope to be as, as good as you, Mike. One day. So drink so I can be better. <laughs> I knew Just it. Kidding. I knew it was coming. <laughs> no, no, no. I kid. Um You know, that's... <laughs> It's it's sad when, um, you know, people you have to go through that. And, um, you know, I'll be praying for her. Um, let me see. my. Um, I found out recently, I don't know if I said this last week, but uh, my 19-year-old has scoliosis in the spine. So he's got like a little crooked spine because he's been having back issues. So he took an x-ray yesterday. We'll, we'll find out how um curved it is and then go forward on that next weekend the wife is doing another ultra race down in jupiter florida so i'm getting a hotel for friday and saturday night and i'm going to pick up the kids and spend a weekend with them we'll go and set up her she she makes a base camp and then she runs for 12 hours we pretty much set up base camp and then we dip and come back twelve hours later. <laughs> we're supposed to stay there with her and like help her and give her water and stuff, but we're not gonna do that. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe we'll stay for a few hours. It's just we'll see. And uh um, what do you go do? Nothing. That's the thing. We just sit there. There's chairs, we No, but up... when you leave the base camp, what do you go do? Well, last time we went and saw Ninja Turtles. <laughs> oh you go watch a movie in the AC. We, we went we we went to Walmart and got my son some school supplies. We went to a cafe on the beach. We did a lot of stuff. <laughs> and um, nice, we went we went to McDonald's and ate food. <laughs> we ate McDonald's where she's running twelve hours. <laughs> Smart move. <laughs> and then um, I don't know, we'll probably do something but and stay with her too. It's a lot cooler. It was so hot like a couple months ago when we did that. And then tonight I'm going to Universal Studios to go in 10 different haunted houses at Halloween Horror Nights. Woohoo. hoo woo
0: Yay.
2: Yay! Well, have fun out there, James. I think I will. Yeah. It's Dennis! All, it's all. My,
1: Dennis, go! Go, Dennis! Go. go! Oh, I don't know. This past week... I don't know. Did I just... hung out with our friend Mike from Pennsylvania. Shortly the other day, he had he just moved here. Did you just so call him
2: just... shortly? He's not even that short.
0: That's insulting. No,
1: I hung out with him shortly for a short amount of time the oh, okay. other day. I had breakfast with him at at Cornerstone. He's he's um, not. Uh. I was supposed to hang out with Mike, but then I canceled.
2: Which uh, which Mike? Mike W
1: or Mike W upside down? Mike that is on this podcast. Oh okay.
0: Yeah. Yes. Because Dennis is picking his favorite mics and I'm third fiddle now.
1: Damn it. Freaking <laughs> oh, <you're not
0: laughs>
1: <third laughs> baloney. Oh my god, there's so many mics. Ugh. Nah, She's
0: I has gotta change his name. Drop one of the mics. Yeah, dude's gonna change his name.
1: Well, there's there's McNally, there's Radio Mike, and and Mike from Pennsylvania. <laughs> well, Pennsylvania Mike is.
0: I think he has to change his name. He could be Mikey. All right. How about Mikey? That works.
1: Mikey. Okay. <laughs> He's listening. He's like, yeah. I don't
0: friggin' want to be a Mikey. Nobody. Nobody named Mikey right. wants to be Mikey.
1: Oh, well, we can do Michael, Mike, and Miguel.
0: Mm, Mick. How about Mick?
1: Mick. Okay. Um, you can be Mick.
0: I always wanted to be Mick.
1: All right. Thanks. I think in English, like, taking the Mick out of someone is, like, giving them shit. I'm like Really? Yeah. Hmm. That's... Anyways, right after I canceled on Mike, uh, Jay texted me. He's like, what are you up to? And him and Samuel were downtown, so I went and hung out with him. Wow.
0: So you canceled on me and you hung out with somebody else.
1: Yeah. Unbelievable. It's true. He's but telling on because he feels What? What did you say? I said you're telling on yourself because you feel guilty. I mean, it is what it is. I did feel a little guilty. That is true. <laughs> <laughs> because I did cancel and then, like jay and his baby were down here so i had to like you know say hi but yeah um, baby's
2: cute i would do that too
1: yeah he was wearing a little uh yoda like bootsies and a yoda like overalls dude i had the exact same outfit on oh i wish i would have hung out with you. well yeah
0: you could have so don't blame it on the outfit and i looked goddamn adorable
1: i'm sure (laughs) you did uh but other than that I don't know. Been feeling pretty well. Yesterday I was was it yesterday? I was fe- yeah, it was yesterday. I was feeling a little off. Everything was weird. That's why I canceled on Mike. But I'm feeling better today, so that's good. Other than that I don't know. Uh, One Piece. It's all about One Piece Netflix. The new live action anime of One Piece. It's yeah, I know about great. it. Right? First one? Huh? You watched the first episode? I watched the whole season twice. That's weird. Did you like it?
2: Obviously. I did. <laughs> I loved
1: it. It's great. The The video that I released today, like, did you watch it? No, no, no. I'm watching other stuff at the moment. Oh, you got to watch it. But in the, in the Minecraft video I'm releasing today, I actually built the the pirate ship from the show. What? So, yeah. The one with the see. hearts
2: on it. You did lots of hearts.
1: <laughs> no, I did the merry go, the one with the the sheep heads on the bow. Oh.
0: Interesting. Well, thanks, yep. Dennis.
1: You're welcome.
0: So I guess <laughs> I guess I can get into the the way that we came up with the topic this week. So I was thinking it's something that I never, I guess like in sobriety, I don't often look back like I was just talking about. Like, I guess during my anniversary, I've looked back and been like, wow, like how far I've come. But it really was, I was so tied to drinking and the lifestyle of like I even tried to be one of those craft guys like the craft beer guys towards the end and just uh beer and drinking was such a part of my personality that I didn't realize how much it that was like the only thing about me so I sent you guys a couple questions I'll just read the first two Um, and kind of talk on that. And you guys can share on on how you see fit. But what aspects of your identity were closely tied to substance abuse or drinking? And how is letting go of those associated impact your recovery journey? And building a new identity often involves discovering new interests and passions. What are some of the new hobbies that you've taken on uh, to help shape the sense of self? So I used to find any way to have alcohol be a part of my day so if if i could like uh what what do they have thirsty thursday i would be like oh they have happy hour thirsty thursday like we should go out to eat and then i would barely eat anything and just get my drink on uh you know wine wednesday um you know sunday fun day I would, I would make it so a part of it that every single thing was wrapped up in it. Even like if you're on Facebook, you might see old posts that you did from years and years ago. And if you got sober, you know, I guess 15 years ago, Facebook didn't exist. So you probably odds are don't see these. But for me, since my sobriety date was back in 2014, I have old memories that pop up of me saying like Sunday, fun day, or, oh, I uh, threw up this morning, but now I'm back partying, you know, and like all these things, because that is who I was. So it took me a while to realize that I needed a whole new me, Um, you know, the people's places and things, I guess goes a little bit into this, but it was pretty much how am I going to be able to spend my time? that I usually would be, be drinking. I tried the, uh, the reading books and outside of the literature, which I did dive into the, the getting sober book, which uh, living sober, which is a little easier to read. Um, I had a lot of time on my hands, so I ended up filling it at first with meetings. And now that I have a couple 24 hours, I usually will find the time like, for instance, when uh, Dennis had to cancel on me, I didn't get mad. Instead, I used that time to help out co-workers of mine and had a couple conversations that I wouldn't have had. Um, so I use that time to actually like plug in to the people in my life that it doesn't have to be in the rooms. You know, I think at first it's important to do that, but it's also important, in my opinion, to find people that aren't in the rooms and make sure they know that who you are as a person is great, and then maybe they find out down the road it is because, you know, it is something you learned from the rooms or from the program, so they go, oh, like, how do you have such a positive outlook? And you could say, oh, because I have a program of living the happy life and you can get into it. However you see fit, you know, from there. So I use my time for that. And then any hobbies that I like, I don't know if it's a hobby. Like Dennis talks about like streaming shows. He likes uh, watching movies and doing that. I love podcasts. So I'll listen to countless podcasts, hours upon hours of podcasts on double speed. And um, a lot of just positive ones, some spiritual, And some to do with my job. So that way it makes my job easier and I don't have to work as many hours. Um, So that's what I replaced my identity with. So I hope that today, I especially since I got sober in Vermont and moved to Florida, I hope I'm not seen as a negative uh, person like I was before Um, because that was just, it was just the worst. You know, when I found out people didn't want to hang out with me. Because they thought that I was doom and gloom. Like it really bummed me out. And that it it did, and it didn't have anything to do with alcohol. You know, it's just who I was. Uh, Because of alcohol, I had a really tough time coping with anything. Um, So today, you know, nine years later, you know, God willing, it just continues from here. So that's my super long share. James?
2: Nine years tomorrow.
0: Yes. Woohoo.
2: Thanks, Mike. That was good. Um, you know, when I think about over six years ago when I was still drinking, towards the end of my drinking career, um, I definitely didn't drink um, to have fun. I think I, I, at times I thought I wanted to drink to have fun, but it was out of necessity. Like I had to stop and get something and then drinking at work and then being sent home because I couldn't even talk on the phone. I was slurring all sorts of just mischief. And um, my identity was that of um, poor me. Um, My life has gone to hell. Nothing is how i expected it to be i don't have anything i want you know i might as well drink and i drink i did and when i look back now it's i was completely cut off from the spirit of the universe god was not a part of my life and my mind was shut down it was i was living an unconscious life so you know i was i would get feelings because of the The things I would do, and I would react to those feelings. And, you know, I couldn't move forward in life and have a productive life or, you know, find the joy in life. I would find the joy, I wouldn't even call it joy, just the excitement of getting that first drink or drug or waiting for it. And, you know, and I was slowly poisoning my body. Um, You know, I was lucky enough to have a, pretty profound spiritual experience and through that i've i've gotten to do the steps through aa i've got a sponsor who has turned me on to some very good books and through the through these books i've read uh, not all of them are aa literature but they've helped me to really unlock my mind and you know i've slowly over the last six years have become more conscience and um what i mean is i can my identity is not you know what i do for work or i'm like i'm a father or whatever my identity is the being that sees my thoughts if that makes sense so i'll have i'll have a thought and then my identity is the entity that can see those thoughts and be like huh I don't have to react to that. Let's change the thought. So I'm at a a level of consciousness where I can just be at peace a lot of the time. And right now, my identity is a podcaster because I'm talking to my best friends doing a podcast. That's my identity right now. You know, when I'm with my children, um, I'm a father. But it's getting to the point where, like, we're just, we're friends. You know, me and my kids, you know, they ask me for advice, but they've got to the point where, you know, we just hang out and we have fun. And so they're, they're becoming little adults. You know, my identity is when I'm at work, I'm an employee. When I'm a manager, I'm an employer or a manager. I've got different identities for the different things I do and drugs and alcohol are nowhere near that. Granted, part of my identity is being a bartender. I have to uh, realize that that's just a tool And I cannot consume the tool. Um, So I I hope you guys understand that, um, you know, the present moment is key. So whatever I'm doing in this present moment, that's my identity for that moment. And most of the time it's content, it's uh, joyfulness, and I'm okay just relaxing and enjoying the day. A lot of the times my mind will drift to the future or mainly the future. I don't think about or worry about the past too much. I'll be thinking about it, but it's okay to plan and get things um, situated. But um, I don't know. I think that's what I got for today. Take it or leave it. I don't care. Thanks, James. I'm going to take it.
1: I'm going to leave it.
2: <laughs> Damn it.
1: I knew I'm just it. Kidding. I'm kidding. Ugh. I don't know. When I heard this topic, I was like instantly confused, like identity. What the hell is identity? Like, I don't know how I identify myself with. Uh, But upon thinking about it, you know, I remember when I was super young, you know, I was a hyperactive kid who didn't do well in school and always got in trouble. So I was always the bad kid. Right. In my family and stuff. And, you know, I think that I that identity at such a young age, like definitely played into my drinking and and drug use and rebelliousness, because, you know, it's like, oh, if I'm a bad kid, then I'm just going to lean into it. You know, I'm going to be rebellious. And I was rebellious for a very long time. And, you know, so that definitely led into it. But I think if I look at it from different perspectives, I don't really know how other people saw me at any point in time. Um, Cause I guess I could change from person to person day to day, but I, I think I went through phases of, you know, where I, in my teenage group of friends, I was like the naive childlike goofy kid, the weird kid and stuff that was just having a good time. Didn't take anything seriously. Um at one point in time like you know especially in my youth in my teen years I was like the Disney fanatic because like I was obsessed with Disney and like going to theme parks and watching the movies and stuff so that was I wore like Mickey Mouse shirts and stuff when everyone else was wearing like heavy metal shirts and stuff so like that was definitely a big part of my identity Um and then you grow up at one point like my 20s I was the guy that read books all the time so I always had a book on me and I was sitting in a bar like reading a book getting shit faced reading a book um and so that was part of my identity at that point point. and then like I guess drinking was part of my identity um for the last few years because like I was drinking every day you know it's like I was drinking at work I was a server at a like fine dining restaurant And so we'd test wines and stuff. We'd sneak a shot or two. And then after work, we'd all go out and like get drunk. And so that was a big part of my identity because that was what my life was consumed with, I guess. Um, Fast forward to like today, you know, a lot of those things have fallen to the wayside. I'm still a fan of Disney, but I'm not as obsessed with it. Um, the bad identity from like childhood, it kind of lingers there, I guess, like things from childhood do, but I'm trying not to be a bad guy, so like I think I should let that aspect of it go somehow. But, um, the drinking and the drugging is definitely nothing to do with my identity whatsoever, um, which is a good thing, it like. I don't obsess about it. I don't think about it that often. It's anytime I do think about it, it's usually like in a situation like this, when we're talking about recovery or something, and it's like, that's what I used to be, or that's what I used to do. And today I don't. So in a way, maybe it is, but I guess recovery is more part of my identity now than, than actual drinking. Um, I don't know. Recently, I've been thinking and I I don't know, I guess it's timely that we're having this conversation because like recently I have been thinking that like with all the anxiety stuff that I have and the problems that I go through or whatever, like that's become like a big part of like who I am, like 90% of the conversations that I have, usually evolve around like anxiety or people ask me, Oh, how are you feeling today? Oh, like how, you know, and it's like always goes back to that. And like, that annoys me. You know what I'm saying? Cause one, I don't want to have anxiety. I don't want to have the issues that I'm, uh, that I have, but on top of that, I don't want to talk about it all the time. You know what I'm saying? I don't want it to be like who I am because I'm obviously interested in a lot of other things. Like being creative, um, I'm obsessed with Minecraft. Um, I love stories and television and movies and stuff like that. So i rather spend like three hours talking about my opinions and my views on a television show than spending like 10 minutes talking about anxiety, you know. But I don't know how to change that. I don't know what it is. But one thing in recovery I hear a lot, I'll end it on this is that you hear a lot of people like newcomers and stuff that come in and some of them have a problem with like saying they're an alcoholic, like identifying as an alcoholic and you know, me, I didn't, I already knew I was an alcoholic long before I ever quit drinking and I didn't have any hangups on that. But like, a lot of people don't want, it's almost like a line, like an invisible line. If I say I'm an alcoholic and I have negative perceptions of what an alcoholic is, then that means that I'm that person. But usually those perceptions are wrong or whatever. But in hearing like older people and, and what I've learned and stuff is that even though we identify as alcoholics, like we're so much more than that. Right. Like James touched on it a lot and Mike touched on it a little is that, you know, we might be an alcoholic, but we're also friends, you know, we're also uh, like James is a bartender. Mike's a radio personality. Um, We're like, they're both fathers. They're both Christian, you know, like we have all of these other things that we are. So, To boil it down to like one idea of like, oh, I am a Disney fanatic and that's my whole identity. Well, no, you're also a painter, a writer, a filmographer. uh, Like, you know, I was all of these things at the same time. And I think the more I talk about it right now, the more I realize like our identities are like multifaceted. And a lot bigger than we really tend to think. What do yeah, you guys think?
0: I blame John Hughes personally um, because the reason that we feel this way is because of the Breakfast Club. You know, that's it. So that's I feel. Oh.
1: Well, I I don't get it because of their, like, archetypical, like, characterization of them. Like, every every teenage movie and stuff.
0: Absolutely, but John Hughes in particular. Yeah,
1: Yeah. you're right. You're right, because I remember in high school, we had, like, you had the jocks, you had the preppies, you had the stoners, you had the gangsters, you know, we all put ourselves in these little compartments that don't exist when you're an adult. <laughs>
2: and what about home alone? The kids that stay home alone. That's right. With Christopher Columbus
0: and Macaulay. Uh, it's, it's a whole thing. No, I think, uh, I think you're right, Dennis. And I, that's also a really good note. Like if you are new or you're sponsoring somebody who's new in the program, just reminding them that like, Hey, all, all that does is that brings us together and says, like, hey, like, you're one of us. Like, welcome to the club, like in a, in a good way, you know, and not a uh, it doesn't make you not a part of. It's quite the opposite. So. It's a yeah, cool way of thinking about it.
1: And it's not a negative thing. If I mean an alcoholic that can admit that they're an alcoholic you know, then they're on the right path. Like that's the first step. Right. And so like, if you can admit it, then you're ready to like find ways of changing that. Yeah. Where if you're like stuck up on like, I don't want to identify that, then you're still in a point of denial where you're denying it and you're not going to find any change in denial. Like.
0: Mm-hmm. I like that. I appreciate it. James, do you have anything else before we
2: wrap up? I love your identities, boys.
0: Yeah. Well, we will be back next Thursday sharing our experience, strength, and hope with you with episode 208. I imagine James will have a topic for next week. We are the defective characters entirely ready of all these character defects to moves. Remember, if you build it, they will come. Right? Build that that new identity like Dennis was talking about. Just be a jock or a nerd.
1: Build <laughs> yeah. <Feel> the dream. <laughs>
0: Goodbye.